Welcome to Lakeside Church's message podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find your church family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. But I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite God here. God, and, and more than invite, I recognize that you're here. I recognize that you are everywhere. I recognize that your word is true. God, who am I to speak your word? I honestly cannot do it justice. I pray for your spirit to be here. I pray for your word to be spoken. And I pray that you would be lifted high, Lord, in Jesus' name. When you look up the definition of stress, there's a few different definitions, but, but I think it's, uh, it's pain. Stress is pain, or it's a state of danger or desperate need. So when we talk about being stressed out, you know, stress can cause pain. Sometimes it's physical and sometimes it's psychological or emotional, but it always comes from this idea that there is just intense need in our lives. And when you look at some of the statistics, and these are all statistics that I found on the internet, so you know that they're true, right? Praise God. No, but um, uh, there are 77% of people regularly experience physical symptoms caused by stress. 77%. So that's like more than half, or most of you in here, if you're going by the stats, you, you regularly, not just once in a while, but you regularly experience it. 73% experience the uh, psychological symptoms caused by stress. 33% or one in three. So out of these three people here, if I take these three people on the row, Jonathan is dealing with extreme stress, like one of three. That's crazy. That's weird in our country. Where, like, we have a lot. Like, the idea of being without power. Like, the power blinked yesterday. And we were like, oh, no, did the internet go out? Oh, my goodness, go reset the router. Somebody, somebody, please, go upstairs, reset the router. But there are 33% of people in our country with extreme stress. 50%, or almost 50%, have said it's gone up over the past five years. Most people, 76%, cite money or work as your leading cause of stress. And half of the people, that's like half of the people in this room almost, said they lie awake at night because of stress, because of pain, or because of feeling like you're in desperate need. The top physical effect of stress is fatigue. If you think about it, stress puts us in that fight or flight response where we wanna, we wanna run or we wanna fight. My wife is all about fighting. If you scare my wife, she will punch you in the face. Hands down, it's happened many times. So much so that if I go to give her a kiss before I leave in the morning, I gotta touch her on the leg and be like, hey, it's me because I've gone in for a kiss to say goodbye and she's punched me with a hook in the jaw multiple times. She is all about fight. But living in that, where you're always fighting or always trying to fly, makes you fatigued. The top mental effect of stress is anger or irritability. And we know there's some angry people, even in this room. You're more angry than you want to be. Things get to you more than they should. They stay with you longer than you want them to. And so I say that because I don't think that's God's best. A few more interesting things I found about stress. Um, 63% of the people are stressed out about the future of our nation. Money, work, 
the political climate, violence, crime, all huge, huge stress factors. How do people deal with stress? Well, 47% of people listen to music to get rid of stress. 46% of people go for a walk. A third of people about pray. And 12% meditate or try yoga because yoga is terrible. All right, so nobody is really hard. I'd rather run for 20 miles and do five minutes of yoga. I don't see how that would relax anybody. But if that's what people are doing, it's good for you. I'm not saying it's not good, but it doesn't mean it's fun. Um, if that's what people are doing, but if we look at the stats where it says like 76% of people are dealing with stress or 77% of people experience it, and that's how we're trying to combat it, maybe that's not enough. If this, and, and I just want you to think, like if, if 77% of people are dealing with stress and this is what we're doing to deal with it, I'm not saying that any of those things are bad. In fact, they're all good. You should walk. You should pray. But if we're still battling with stress, maybe we need a little more. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe there's, there's something else that we can try. And so we're going to take the next few weeks, and we're going we're gonna to look at stress. So we're going to try to make it very practical. Today we're introducing the idea, so it's tr- still going to make it practical. But, but we're going to give you some tips on how you can handle stress, how you can deal with it, because I don't want you fatigued, because if you're fatigued, you can't do what God has called you to do. And I don't want you irritable, because then I'm not going to want to be around you. All right, and God has called us to be together. So we need you nice, and you need me nice, and you need your spouse nice, and your kids nice. Preach. Somebody said preach. So let's go to what Jesus said about stress, because I think he's the master. If you didn't come in, if you got one of these papers when you came in, you can follow along. If you need one, raise your hand, and somebody um, who's not fatigued will go and grab it for you. But this is what Jesus said, and it's out of Luke chapter 12, verse 22. And you, you can read the whole chapter because it does talk about stress a little bit more than this. But verse 22, it says, he said to his disciples. So this is a message to Jesus' disciples, not just everybody. Now, I want you to know, like, if you are not a follower of Christ, this does not apply to you. And I don't mean that meanly, but I just want you to know who it's said to. If you are a follower of Christ, this is for you. But there are some things that are different for Christ followers and those who don't follow Christ. It's just the way it is. I just don't want to deceive you. I don't want to leave you like with with an idea of hope when you really have no hope. Because if you don't have Jesus, you don't have hope. So it says, he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, Do not be anxious about your life, about what you'll eat, nor about your body, what you'll put on. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither a storehouse or a barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more valuable value are you than birds? Verse 25, it says... And which of you, by being anxious, can add even a single hour to your lifespan? And if you are not able to do a small thing like that, then why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory 
was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Verse 29, And do not seek that which you are to eat and which you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things. For your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. That is the definitive teaching on stress. That was said by Jesus, the King of Kings. The idea is, don't worry, don't stress. Now, we want to give you tools. Don't worry, don't stress. We want to give you tools to help you be able to do that. But I want to say something like, Jesus is not going to ask you to do something or tell you to do something and not empower you to do it. That would be kind of messed up. If I ask my kid to do something, but he does not have the ability to do something, if I expect him to do it, I have to empower him or enable him to get it done, or else I'm a wicked dad. I want you to hear that. If I tell my kid, hey, get this out of the cabinet, and he's two foot tall, so he can't, I can't get mad at him. And if I expect him to get out of the cabin, I'm out of the cabinet, I buy a little stepping stool, which we have two of because my wife is short, so my kids are short. So to get up, they have these stepping stools in our kitchen. I can't require something that I'm not going to empower them, and so God will empower you for stress. So point number one, and you got to get this, is number one, know who he is. We are talking about the God who created everything, that created everything. That he spoke and things happen. That he is before time and after time. That every star is a result of him. That the whole reason you're alive is because he's making you be alive. You, it's really hard to fight it. You are going to breathe whether you like it or not. Unless you hold your breath and then you pass out and start breathing again. Because if God wants you alive, he's going to keep you alive. You are in his hand. He is God. We are not serving somebody that is anything less than amazing. So number one, know who he is. Know who you serve. Because that's a big deal. Like God is on your side. And, 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 and then Caleb was making this joke yesterday as we were talking about church. We're like, you know, should we have church? Should we not have church? It was before David Murray texted me and made fun of me. But Caleb was like, well, I mean, do you serve the God who can calm the storm or not? And I'm like, shut up, Caleb. Don't bring the Bible into this. We're talking about the real world. But do, do you serve the God that can calm the storm? Do you serve the God that really, that you can pray and things happen? Do you serve the God that could keep you safe even when it's not safe? You know, we said multiple times, you know, don't come to church if it's not safe. And I mean that. I don't want anybody hurt. That's not cool. But what if it wasn't safe? What if it cost you something? What if your job would be in jeopardy? Or your business or your house or your, your finances could be locked? Would it still be worth enough for you to come? If you knew that they would track you and that you knew that they would see you. And, and I mean, I just heard about um, persecution on the increase in China. If you're not registered with the government, you know, they don't like that. And I'm not saying it's going to happen here, but, but if it did, who do you serve? 
Is he a God that can meet your needs? Number two, know who you are to him. See, if you are God's child, you are special. See, the scripture said, think about the birds and think about the flowers. So I think if you want to, think, if you want to deal with stress, let's try that for a second. The birds were not freaking out this weekend. They were not in food line trying to buy water. The best thing I read this week was, you guys survive on two Diet Cokes a day, and now you're trying to buy water for the storm. I think that was so true. You know, you, you don't even drink water on a normal day, but now you're, you're freaking out, and you got to buy water. Not one bird was in the store stocking up on bird seed. Not one bird was nervous. They might have flew. They might have left, and animals know when things are up. But it's because God takes care of them. They don't have in their nests stocked. Think about the flowers. Flowers are pretty beautiful. See, we don't even worry about these things most of the time. Like, this is what gets me about our society is like, we are so stressed as a society. We are taking anti-anxiety drugs like crazy. And I'm not telling you you shouldn't do that. But I'm just like, most of our stress is not eating and clothes. This was the stress they were dealing with. This was the stress that they battled like, I'm really worried about what I should eat. And God, God Jesus is like, don't worry about what you should eat. Take care of it. Be all right. They were worried about having clothes. You have more clothes than you could wash. At least we do. We have piles of clothes that just never get cleaned. That's not a, that's not a worry for most of us. I'm not saying everybody in our country, but I'm just saying that, that on the whole, like considering what Jesus is talking about, it's not the stuff that, that we're stressed out about. Number four, I think this is important. Don't focus on getting for yourself. Focus on him giving to you. That's, that's big. That's what Jesus is talking about. Be anxious for nothing. You can't even make your life one minute longer with your fear. In fact, science seems like it might make it worse. It might negatively impact your life. In fact, when you worry and your heart is stressed out, it seems like that's bad for you. Stress is a killer. And God wants you to be free. Don't focus on you getting. It is not on you. It is on him. Let him have the responsibility. Yes, especially if you're a man in this room or, or you're the head of your house or maybe even if you're a single mom and, and you feel like it all depends on you and you got to go out there and earn your paycheck and bring home the money so the family can survive. Like, yes, in one sense, there's that responsibility. But in the other sense, you're his kid. And he said, I will provide for you. I will provide for you. And we can choose to either believe him or stress out. And God's saying, it's okay. Like, I could do it. I could take care of your problem. There's not a problem you face that freaks God out. There's not a problem you face that God doesn't know how to deal with. There's not anything that could happen that he can't make work for your good. 
weather the storm. And, and like, do you serve the God that whether the storm came here like this, that it was just like category five, and then all of a sudden drizzle, praise God? Or what if it rolled all the way in at like a category 48, and there was not one thing standing from the coast to Kansas? Could your God take care of you then? Does it matter what happens? It shouldn't. Like, God will take care of you. Whether you're waiting in the ice line, or you're just saying, well, there's no ice line here for miles. What you going to do, God? Is he that big of a God to you? Because if he was, I think you could, you could relax a little bit. You're worrying about things that are not your responsibility. I worry about things that are not my responsibility. If you can't control it, it's not your responsibility. Number five, and this is going to hurt. But Jesus said it, not me. He said, oh, you of little faith. See, the problem is not the stress you have. It's the faith you're missing. And I want you to sit. If you've been dealing with stress, it's not the stress. That's the problem. It's the lack of faith. Now, some of you may be saying, well, I have faith, but I'm still stressed. Well, that's why over the next couple of weeks, we're going to give you some tools because sometimes you're in the battle of faith and you're trying to have faith, and it's not like you don't believe God, but you're still feeling stressed. And we want to give you some tools over the next couple of weeks to make it through that, because sometimes faith is a battle. Sometimes you're like the guy in the scripture who came to Jesus, and Jesus, Jesus said, well, if you believe, anything's possible. And the man said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So there is a time when you're fighting the fight of faith, but there's a lot of times, it's not the stress you have, it's the faith you're missing. It's like you walk into the room and it's dark. You don't scream at the dark. You turn on the light. And if you scream at the dark, cuckoo, turn on the light. And if it doesn't work, then fix the bulb or check the breaker. But it's not the dark's problem. It's the light. The light has to be turned on. It's, it, stress will go when faith comes. It will. And God can supernaturally, it's his word. He will give you peace that passes understanding. Some of you are like me, you want to figure everything out. Does anybody else, you like to figure everything out? Like you see somebody on a TV show, and you're like, I recognize that guy. And you're like, but who, what, what was he in? And so you search the movie, and you find the cast, and before you knew it, you're eight videos deep into YouTube, watching something crazy of like the Eminem history of how he got started. And you're like, it wasn't, the movie wasn't even about Eminem. Why am I watching this? You want to understand. But there's some things that you'll never understand. You'll never get. And God says, that's okay. That I will give you peace that passes understanding. I remember I became a Christian and things were going good. And my mom was really instrumental at bringing me to the Lord. And, like, she had prayed me through, and, like, my mom was this awesome woman of faith, and she had done nothing wrong. Like, I had messed up so much in my life, made so many horrible choices. My dad, he was, he's a good man, but he'd blown it a bunch. Like, I mean, he, he wasn't always a believer, and he did some crazy things. But my mom was, like, pretty much, like, pretty much good all of the time, believed in God, went good person, kind. And I remember that, that out of all the people in our family like, she got MS, and she started to have all these things, and they talked about her lifespan, like, being really short with what was happening with her. 
And I remember it being in the garage, and, and I'm like, man, I'm a Christian now, and she didn't even do anything. Like, me, I should have got MS, or my dad, or him, but not her. And I remember, like, she was the one person that I loved. Like, I, like, I really loved my mom, and, and when, I was, when I thought I was going to die, when I thought I was going to OD, when I came to Christ, like, she was, in, was thinking about how much she loved me that made me want to, to come back to God. And as I thought about her with MS, I remember looking up in the garage, getting out of the car, and I was like, God, if you take my mom, if you've never been that angry with God, you'd have never prayed in your life. I said, God, if you take my mom. And I remember the peace that passes understanding came because something happened. And I was like, I'll follow you anyway. Like it wasn't me. Because God can't ask you to do something unless he's going to empower you to do it. And at that moment, I didn't have the ability. I didn't have the ability to trust God. Grace came in. I was like, I'll follow you anyway. She dies right now. She didn't. She's alive. It's been a while. But with the things in your life... If you can't get to the place that good or bad, God is good and he has this. You'll never deal with stress. Because good times are going to come. Great times are going to come. Horrible times are going to come. Good seasons and bad seasons. But one thing will remain. And that's how much God loves you. See, Christ, even though the birds never freak out, Christ did not die for no parakeet. He died for you. Even though the flowers look great, and he like dresses them up and makes them look super fancy. Like he takes care and he's like, let's make this one beautiful and blue and yellow and green and red. And, and I had this guy I worked for as a kid. He, he would uh, make orchids any color you wanted. He was from Vietnam and I worked for him and he would sit there and he could make orchids, all these beautiful colors. God never died. He never shed his blood for a flower. The flower's here and it's gone. And if he loves it that much, how much does he love you who he died for? Who he took on your flesh. He didn't take on a petal. He didn't take on a wing. He took on the flesh of a man. And he came in your place and he died for you. And he did that when you were at your worst your most ugly point. Think of your ugliest selfie. And that's when God said, I love that person. Think of your ugliest moment. The problem is not the stress you have, it's the faith you're missing. Point number five. Jesus ends this and he says, or six, I'm sorry. He talks about seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. It really almost seems messed up until you realize what he's saying. Until you realize who he is and who you are to him. It really sounds almost messed up that God's like, don't worry about your food or your clothes. Don't worry about anything. Just seek me. But when you realize who's calling you to that, it makes perfect sense. You mean the God of the universe is calling me? The God of the universe wants to take care of me? This was said to his disciples. This was not said to the crowd. 
In fact, go through Luke 12 for those of you guys that read your Bibles. And read what he said to the crowds versus what he said to his disciples, and it'll give you an understanding, I think, about how Jesus talks to different people. And he tells his disciples, you're way more valuable than some birds. You're way more valuable than some flowers. I've got you. So for the next few weeks, we want to look at, well, so how do you activate your faith? How do you seek the kingdom? How do you get out of the stressful moment? Because sometimes you get in a stressful moment and you don't know how to get out. But right now, I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. Some of you might have been freaked out with the storm. Some of you might be freaked out with your bills. Some of you might not have enough food in your house. Some of you might have been stressed at work. But the statistics are most people in this room are dealing with stress. And the word of God says that's not God's plan for you. Don't worry. You're more valuable than a bird, more precious than a flower. He died for you. If you've been battling with stress and anxiety, we would love the opportunity to pray for you. We would love that opportunity. I'm going to invite the prayer teams up to the front right now. If you've got any stress in your home, maybe a physical ailment causing stress, we would love to pray with you right now. Rhonda's going to play this song. And if you need prayer, I invite you to come up to the front and let somebody pray with you. Hey guys, I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs>